and welcome back to Rant Not Over. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm not alone today. I actually have a guest. She's pretty special. Um, she is my best friend, Elise Kachan's older sister, Elena, and she is awesome. Um, we've always gotten along super well, and I was like, let's do a podcast, and you'll see what it's about. So, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes. All right, so we're just going to jump into it. She, we're doing this at a good time because I was telling her I'm having a midlife, um, not midlife, quarter life career crisis. Yes. yes. <laughs> quarter life career crisis. So I have my four year degree in exercise science and here I am with no idea what I want to do next, but I don't want to do what I'm doing now. So I'm like, Ooh, perfect timing. Let me talk to someone who's like been through the ropes a little bit, been through school, been through a multitude of jobs. So do you want to start by telling us where you started in your career or like what you're doing now? I think it might be best to start or to start with where I started just okay. because you can see all the growth Beautiful. from graduating college because I feel like I can maybe offer some insight. I feel like I went through the ringer. Yes. Um, and I, I literally remember being exactly where you are. So Oof. yeah, you know, no worries. <laughs> um, so I graduated college from App State in 2014, and I graduated with a broadcasting degree and a marketing minor. So I thought I wanted to be a sports broadcaster, and I had done a ton of radio in my college career, so I did sidelines at App State for the football team, uh, the basketball team, and I did sports breaks, and I was part of the radio station, and that was kind of my niche. paid or internships? No, so this was just an extracurricular program okay. that I was a part of um, through the radio station, and it was student-run. Cool. So I got involved um, in that, and I really liked it, and I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm going to be the next Aaron Andrews. Watch out. <laughs> so radio, I thought, was going to be my big break, and I got a job right after college um, with the company that I had an internship with my sophomore year called IMG College, mm-hmm. and they are a massive, massive company, but I was on the production side, so I was producing... Villanova football and basketball broadcasts from Winston-Salem, which sounds kind of weird, but I was behind the scenes um, giving sports updates, sports breaks, producing the show, um, and I realized quickly that that was not my thing. No? Um, oh, my goodness. Sports is so cool in the grand scheme of things, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, I love sports, so I want to work in sports, yes. and I quickly realized how that's not the case, and I realized that I didn't want to work every night and weekend I realized I wanted to have a life I wanted to be at the sports games not working the sports games not working behind the scenes yeah like fuck that can I cuss okay Um, honestly it was just I quickly learned that that wasn't my thing but I got that opportunity and it was part-time actually so I knew I had to get another job that could supplement and my parents were very adamant about like once you graduate you are cut off (laughs) so I was like okay I have to get a job and someone came into one of my classes at one point and was like you know we do sales we sell for sports publications it was kind of sports adjacent um, and I had never even thought about sales but I was like I mean I need money so let's take it and so I was living in Huntersville at the time in 2014 with my cousin Levent, who you know. Yes. Um, so he, like, took me in for very cheap uh, rent and allowed me to kind of live there while I was um, working in South Charlotte doing sales full-time. And then on the weekends, I would be driving to Winston-Salem to do my broadcasting. 
And I thought that that was kind of the sacrifice I had to make to get into right. broadcasting. It was just kind of a temporary thing. Um, but I was miserable. And Real quick, can I interject? What yeah. was the sales portion? Like, what? Because that's broad. Like, what was Yeah, that? so we were <laughs> smiling and dialing. Mm, um, I had calling? to make over 150 calls a day. <gasps> oh. Honestly, it was so bad that, like, I went in, and you're in, like, an open space, and everyone's on the phone, and everyone's sitting in an open area. So you don't have your own cube or anything. It's just, like, open tables. And people are just calling and talking to people, talking to business owners, trying to place ads in sports publications, like sports uh, programs. You know, those programs that you get when you go to the game. Um, All of those businesses that advertise there, we were the company that, like, placed the ads. So. I, got, I felt a little duped, to be honest, but I was like, oh my gosh, is this what I have to do mm-hmm. to get started in my career? And you know that there's some, there's some millennial stereotypes, like millennials can't stay in jobs for very long, like they're just job hoppers, they are entitled, they just don't know what they want to do. Right. I was terrified of being a statistic, and so I was like, <laughs> I'm going to stick this out. And I turn, turned out to be good at it, um, but I was miserable. And it's not I a remember, good trade-off. No, no, no. And I remember being there for eight months, really depressed, and I hated my life. And I lived with LeVent, so, like, when I got home, I had so much fun, and I was, like, trying to live adult life. I was making money for the first time. I remember the first time I had a comma in my bank account, and I was like, holy (laughs) shit, this is, like, I made it! Yes, right? And I say that, like, (laughs) I say that because I was making probably, like, 40-something a year, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is funny. So... Anyway, I felt like I sold my soul to the devil there, and I was there for about eight months, but I met so many great people, and I was able to go to a live after five, and I was able to hang out with adults, and I was like, okay, this is like, uh, there's some trade-offs, but like... justify it, kind of. Kind of. And when my seasonal opportunity with IMG completed, um, and I swear it's important, but when I I completed that, I was like, I've got to make a change. I want to move out on my own. I want to start living my life um not in Huntersville (laughs) Um, I was kind of like okay I need to get out and I knew I needed to quit at PSP so um I got a job in Uptown working at the Hearst Tower for Hearst and we sold marketing and advertising for um websites so selling business owners on websites um SEM, SEO, any type of internet marketing. I mean, back in that day, it was like all the rage, um, and it is, st- it still is. But right. um, still, a lot of calling? a lot of cold okay. calling. But I was able to like set up meetings, and I I was able to have like a strategy, and I was able to like be a client manager, not yes. necessarily like just get them to sign right then on right. the phone. Like More purpose. it was a prop, like a process. It mm-hmm. wasn't just get them to agree and get off the phone and make a sale. Like. Right. I wanted to help these businesses. I felt like I was a consultant. It felt like I had purpose. Right. So I moved uptown in 2015, and I'm actually still at the same place in uptown. Um, which is Yeah, <laughs> it, it is actually nice. Um, but I did sales for another year, and then I had a quarter-life crisis, much like you are. Yeah. And I was like, fuck wow. sales. <laughs> I don't want to do this, and I don't know what I want to do. And so I thought to myself, like, I didn't want to do sports. I didn't want to do sales. You know what I could do? Marketing. Mm. So how old are you at this point? I am, I guess, twenty fourteen. I was twenty two, twenty one. So maybe like twenty three. Okay. 
So same. Me, right yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Literally, because once you start doing a couple things and you get something under your belt, you're like, okay, I did that, but I don't like it. Yes. Or I did that and I don't like it. And so then you pivot. Yeah, that's gratifying in its own sense. I think you people should try a bunch of things. Yes. To know what you do and don't like. Because that's what helped me like crazy because I was like, okay, yeah, a time for another pivot. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I've gotta <laughs> I've gotta get out. So I quit on a whim. They could tell I wasn't happy. Mm. Although I was really good at it, I had potential. I just really didn't want to continue right. clocking in at 8 a.m. every day and leaving at 5 p.m. and feeling like, what what did I just accomplish? Yes. Like, this is not feeding my soul. This yeah. is not, like, doing shit for me. Right. Um, but I met a lot of great people and continued to expand, and I quit on a whim, which was a bad idea. Don't do that. Oh. <laughs> um and no two weeks? No. Well, so in sales, you don't really get a two weeks. They basically just kind of... We had the conversation where it was like, we know you're not happy. Right. You're kind of throwing off the vibe for the other salespeople. <laughs> and I was like, Bring it down. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, it's time to go. And so we kind of just came to that mutual understanding that this was not the best fit. Okay. Although I loved my manager and everything was fine. We ended on good terms. Right. But you got to do what's best for you. Yes. And they were very open to that. And so I started waiting tables because Ooh. I didn't know which direction I wanted to go. And I worked at Basil in Uptown, which <gasps> love their food. Shout um, out to Thai food. <laughs> yes. Basil. Oh my gosh. Thai food is the shit. But I was miserable there too. Mm. But I was working um, weird hours. And you know, you've been a server. So Perfect. I just was kind of in transition. But I was like, I, I had a friend who knew someone. And I met some great people, and I was able to, like, this is the first time I've had any physical activity, I say, in two years, because I've right. always been sitting at a desk for eight hours a day for the first time in my life. Yeah. So I definitely, and, and also not happy, so I definitely packed on the pounds, and so I was, like, getting some extra, I was walking yes. and, like, moving and meeting people. Meeting Rest, people. Restaurant family is a different breed. Yes. They're fun. It definitely re-energized me, I'll say that. And so from there, I was like, okay, I need to to pivot again and mm -hmm. I need to get into like some sort of marketing job um, and we had a family friend who was opening up a restaurant and he was like hey if you want to come be my marketing person I will give you a shot but I remember that Fideli Fideli yes, yes. in yes, South End yes. and they had the little um, meatball cones mm -hmm. so anybody who's listening who was in Charlotte in 2016 no they're not okay so in 2016 um, 2017 you would know Fideli so Anyway, um, I took the opportunity, although I wasn't making much more than I was making at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. At that time, I got offered $28,000 per year. year, which turned out to be, like, nothing, essentially. Like, like not like maybe, like, a little under two grand a month. Um, and it's I, hard to survive on in Charlotte. Very hard. And I had a place uptown, and when I was working in sales, I was making, like, three, four grand a month. Like, I was getting commission. Right. Like, that was the shit. That's why I liked it mm -hmm. for as long as I did. So, I went back to making nothing, but I knew that this was going to grow my career, and I was able to, like, manage social media campaigns, and I was able to host events and put on wine tastings. And that sounds so fun. Yeah, so the best part about it was, like, someone gave me a chance. Yes. And I think I knew what direction I wanted to go in. I got the chance and the opportunity. I actually got to taste wine. I, like, helped build our wine library, which was awesome. Oh. So I did that for almost a year. The boss, who was a, fran a friend, um, we just kept butting heads. And I, I say that in a nice way because I'm so grateful for the opportunity. But 
I knew at that point it was time to go. Like to pivot. Time to pivot. <laughs> I like pivot. that word. Pivot. Time We're to not go. quitting. We're just pivoting. Yes. I like that. And I had to like reevaluate because I remember like putting some graphics in front of him, and I have no graphic design experience, right. but like my friend had started to like teach me how to do Snapchat and how to do stories, yeah. and I was like, I thought I found it fun. So I was like, oh, I'm going to really try to, like, create content and post. And You're I didn't smart. really have a strategy, though. Like, I just didn't know. I was going in, and I was just like, it's a Wednesday. What do we want to post? Like, can I get a, a bowl of pasta? Yeah. Let me get the pasta. Let me get the pasta. Yeah, let me take a picture. <laughs> and, um, I, and I felt like I liked the atmosphere because I was, like, kind of the person that everybody saw when they came in. Yes. And you were in control. Yeah, and I was, like, part of the ground, from the ground up team. And right. so that gave me some purpose. And... My mom would always come in and support, you know, Elise, obviously, you know. Um, we went in before. Yeah, you, yeah. Guys, had gone, you <laughs> guys would come in, and it, it meant so much. But um, I was kind of looking, and I'm like, I just don't feel like I'm reaching my full potential. Like, I just don't feel like the management was – it didn't fit for where I was trying to go. Um, and I was also, like, working at the restaurant, like, at the register. Oh, and getting paid as a marketing person, um, so it was kind of frustrating. So anyway, long story short, I applied for a job at Ortho Carolina in um, June 2017. What was the position there? It was a marketing coordinator. So it was like the the requirements were like one to two years of experience, and you I know. had that. Yeah, I'm like me, I'm entry level. But it sucks to like have gone and moved up in sales and made good money. Like I was making maybe sixty, seventy thousand a year, and I had to go back down to the very bottom and start back from scratch, just in a different industry. Yes. And so I um, applied and. I went in and interviewed, and I did a couple interviews, and I was one of the only ones that came with a presentation. So they asked me, like, what would you do? What would you change about our strategy? And at that point, I felt confident, and I came in with, like, a whole PowerPoint presentation packet, and I gave it to every single one of them. And I'm like, here's what I would change. I was like, we need to do this, this, and this. I love what you guys are already doing. I did a ton of research. I came very prepared, and they called me that same day after I walked out, and I think that they were deciding between me and one other girl. And I came with, like, an actual thing. Wait, did they ask you to, like, in the interview, or not the interview, but in the description of the application, or, like, you just did that on your own incentive? So they gave me a project. So someone screened me, and HR sent me in, and I had one interview, then they called me back for the second. Gotcha. But in between the first and the second, they were like, what would you change? Here's your homework kind of thing. Come back and, like, impress us. Um, So it felt really great, but they offered me, like, I mean... Compared to 28, in the, to get back to the 40s again yeah. was like, okay. <laughs> and at that point, I was 20. I'm rich again. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, at that point, I was 20, I don't know, five. Right. So I was trying to, like, figure that out, and I had, I, I was just grateful for the, for the opportunity. Right. And the guy that um, hired me and the team that hired me was, like, so, they were so influential, and I will say I I obviously still work with them today, right. um, but the team has totally shifted. So fast forward, I'm almost four years in, which is crazy to say. Um, so I went from marketing coordinator to field marketer, which coordinator, you're kind of the team bitch. You're just like kind of doing everything that everybody needs you to do, kind of keeping things organized. But I was very eager to like Learn get into – Yes, out. I was like, let me get in on the Panthers meeting. Let me get into this meeting. And after a while, I climbed, and then they let me take over the Boone and Hickory and Winston-Salem market, 
um, under my boss, who at the time was like so amazing. And when you find a female mentor, I'm telling you, like, hold on to them because you might be it. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. During because this conversation, I'm like, yeah, you're checking all the boxes. I got you because I swear, like, she really helped me and she like just supported me and she was so nice and so kind and like really pushed me, believed in me. Right. She trusted me, and so I was able to kind of climb the ranks that way. Um, so I went from coordinator to field marketer. And um, just in July, I we brought on a social media person, and I convinced my boss after much of the team left right. um, due to personal reasons. Um, I was like, I need to all manage her, and I stepped up, and I'm always the first one to say, like, I can do that, give right. me that, like, I got it, I got this. And so, long story short, I brought someone under me, so I got paid more. Um, and then I kind of created my own path and I was like, I want to be in on these partnership meetings. This feels like my thing. It feels like something I'm good at, um, maintaining relationships, um, strategizing with these partners. Like for example, you know, with the partner partnership with the Panthers, we're the team physicians. Mm -hmm. So we have an extensive marketing agreement with them and that in turn means we're giving them a lot of money to put our name somewhere. Right. So my job is to figure out what cool creative ways that we can come up with mm-hmm. a way to put Ortho Carolina out there. So this past year we did um, clean graffiti. So mm-hmm. they're like stenciled tweets okay. on the sidewalks in front of the stadium. And they did a video of the Panthers kind of coming out of the locker room, seeing the fan tweets on the sidewalks right. with Powered by Ortho Carolina underneath it. So we did like a little social campaign and... All kinds of fun stuff and we're actually doing a video series coming up with them so it's just kind of cool stuff to sink your teeth in I don't know I'm just like in awe of the the stuff that I've been able to accomplish yes. but I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not gotten that chance right. or gotten that break or taken the initiative so I say all that to say I'm 28 gonna be 29 this year and I'm confident I'm happy I'm Climbing the ladder, right. eventually going to hopefully be where I want to be. Right. Take your boss's job. <laughs> Take my boss's job. Give it to me. Um, make more money. Right. And you just kind of have to find your lane. So that. that gives me so much hope. Yeah. Well, and I know that, that that was a long story. But at the same time, like, I think that journey kind of helps you realize, like, why I'm so grateful to be where I am. Right. And kind of grateful to have found the group and the niche and the surrounding area yeah like everything and I'm I'm kind of like I still got a long way to go but but you're like happy with where you are feeling confident and happy right. so which is where quite some time you weren't before like that's where oh. I am so okay so yes yeah, so one question I have off me. the bat yeah is your marketing um what was the starting position of the ortho carolina marketing coordinator marketing coordinator was is that sales no okay because I was talking to someone the other day, and I'll get into a story in a second, but I was saying how I want to go into marketing, and they're like, marketing in Charlotte is a scam because most of it is sales, yeah. and when I look online on Indeed and you know all of these applications, it's a nice way of saying sales underneath, and so I actually had an interview, I actually got a job, like starting March 1st if I wanted it. Thing? I don't know the, uh, I don't want to say, they're not listening, it's called 24. Oh. 24 marketing, so they like... Had um, a whole market in New York, and then the whole COVID happened, mm-hmm. whatever. They were in Times Square, and then they got moved to Orlando, and they crushed all their goals there. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking in quotes because I'm a science major. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I'm just repeating what they said. 
And then they are in Charlotte now, like newly, like three, four weeks in Charlotte. And so I applied to them and it was like a, a three-step interview, which I thought was cool because it made it seem rewarding that I got to the end, right? It's like mm -hmm. the golden ticket. So I had my first um, interview on Zoom and it was with 50 other people. So it was more of just like an intro, like they were telling us about the company. Mm -hmm. And then we had a survey monkey. I don't know if you've heard of those, but like mm -hmm. I basically got to prove myself with written expression. So I'm like right. sold, got it in the bag. Did that, got moved to the second round, which was um, a smaller Zoom, and then we had another survey monkey. And from there, that determined our one on one interview with the CEO. So I got that interview. I had it last Saturday. Okay. It sounds bad. I really hope they're not listening. I got there. Anyway, so <laughs> it, I was very um, underwhelmed. Mm. So I'm thinking marketing, like, because that's what it was, you know, put as with the application. Mm -hmm. I was excited. And it's not even in Uptown Charlotte. It's like right across from North Lake. So I'm like, uh, like I live in Charlotte. I kind of want to work here. Yeah. You know, if I can. Around here. Around here. And then it was like in a little like strip mall office, like right next to a Mexican restaurant. Like I literally sent my mom my location because that's how sketch it looked. There was no sign over the, and granted they're new here, but I'm like, you know, anything can happen in these days. So I was just like, here's my location, like, just in case. <laughs> it's a little sketchy. So I got the job, but he was saying, so it's a growth program. And I was intrigued because he was like, 90 days were, is the goal to start in the brand ambassadors, what they call it, position, which is probably sales, mm -hmm. and move into a senior position. So, like, mm -hmm. that was incentive for me. I was excited. Like, cool, I can be making however much money in 90 days. Right. They always However, tell you that. That's what I'm saying. They tell me that. However, there are a few things that threw me off. One, it was 10 to 7, Monday through Friday. And then also on Saturdays, like, I would have to work, like, half the day or till 4. And I'm like, hmm, that's 10 to 7. I'd do 8 to 4. I'd do 9 to 5. But 10 to 7 is, like, the chunk of your day. Yeah. That's waking up and then I'm going to bed. Yeah. Um, and then I was kind of asking, like, okay, what would my day-to-day -day look like for the brand? That's a good question. And back, yeah. Right? I want to know. Because you can go on Indeed and it can be very deceiving, yes. you know, as to what your, like, responsibilities are. Right. And their partner, their biggest client is Spectrum. And so their partners, the retail partners where you would go to buy a TV or, like, Walmart and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, like, you'd be, like, in the retail stores, whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, like, so I'm about to be wearing, like, a slack suit, woman's suit, in Walmart with a mask on, trying to sell Spectrum to people buying TVs with their stimulus checks. Like, ah, I was just so, I left That's how them. they get you. I was it's so, so disappointed because they made it seem like they're an up-and-coming company, which they are. They're a startup marketing. Yeah. And I get, I graduated with exercise science, so I'm not, I don't feel entitled. Yeah. yeah, I don't feel entitled to, like, this kind of position. But I liked when you were saying you're marketing coordinator, like that's what marketing is to me. I hate when they disguise marketing as sales. Right. I always, I, and I got sucked in a couple times too, because when I wanted to go into marketing, I was like, okay, what does this actually mean? And I've right. gotten sucked into those. And I, I even went to a couple interviews. I'm like, what the fuck yes. is this? Like, and you know, pretty quickly, like how you can suss that out. But did you decline the interviews if you were offered the job? Like, if you didn't feel comfortable? Yeah, I was just position. kind of like, or, yeah, don't respond, or, or thank you so much for the opportunity, but, like, I've gone in a different direction. Thank or, you, but no thank you. Yeah, thank you, but no thank you. Um, and I think it's so tough to, like, put, there you go. 
Sorry, I'm pouring wine right now. We're taking it like a 30-second intermission. It is tough. Um, but I would say, like, even an agency is a good place to start, but agencies work on behalf of brands to market their brand. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of pieces of marketing that one might not know. Like, as a coordinator, you're kind of the catch-all, but there's also digital marketers who you can learn to run paid ads on social media you mm -hmm. can learn i mean you could be a social media coordinator that's what you i want to do kind of like social media yeah marketing and there's tons of opportunity and a lot of people want young people to run social because right. you have to have some idea of how to link it back to strategy yeah. but um which is my default like i don't have that per se right and i think that it takes time to figure that out because when I said I wanted to do marketing, I was like, yeah, yeah, let me do social media. I can yes. post, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I can post. And, yeah, and then you, you don't realize all that goes into it because right. you have to be a graphic designer, a social media strategist. You have to learn how to run paid advertising. Like, you have to learn a ton like of stuff. analytics and everything. And marketing too. also is a catch-all because people hire you and think that you can handle every aspect of marketing. So mm. I was one person handling all of marketing for a brand new restaurant like speaking for my past experience and I just told I'm like there's no way one person can handle right. events sales yes. marketing social media like you're insane yes. and for $28,000 a year like, there's <laughs> yeah, just no fucking way yeah. and I was like so you have to have those kind of learning experiences before you can kind of find the path that makes the most sense to you but try a bunch of different things yeah. like Take any opportunity that comes your way. Look for agency experience. Except for the one that I just got offered. Yes. That is, yes. If I'm not excited about it already, yeah. Chance and I like have a pretty good intuition. Chances are like I'm gonna be miserable. Going from someone who has a very flexible schedule to ten to seven, yeah, six days a week. And there are sales, multiple companies like that, so I'm just sure. watch out. Right. So, but I mean, where you're at now, like, what kind of pivot do you want to make are you like no I'm so far from which is so bad because my boss like I've talked to him about it and he's like just you know keep training as your side gig and I'm like basically to reiterate I don't want to work seven days a week which is what I'm doing right, right. now working two different jobs that are like barely getting me by you know right. I feel like I'm surviving instead of enjoying yeah um I want to I want to branch out. It's kind of one of those things. And I, like you said before, there's that stigma against millennials and how they, you know, lose interest quickly and they change this and that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that I'm quitting, but in a sense, I look at it as in like, I've tried this. I've tried that. I've done it. Let me try something else. You know what I'm saying? Like I have time on my side. I'm only 23. Right. Let me try something else. Like I have done meal prep for a year and a half now. I've, you know, been personal training for, it hasn't been that long, but like I've been, you know, in the gym scenario for a mm -hmm. while. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. I, so through Feed Your Soul, my favorite part of it has been the quote unquote branding. So when I apply for these jobs, I, that's what I use. I'm yeah, like, like, I ran my own freaking business, my own like business and grew it organically through maybe not like strategic marketing, but like you know, par uh, partnering with a nonprofit or, you know, the post that I make or the graphic, you know, whatever it is, I mm -hmm. use that very loosely, but I enjoyed that part of it. Like I, I'm very detail oriented, so I like those kind of things, mm -hmm. but I'm not super l labor oriented, you know, like I don't want to cook anymore. And 
That's pretty much it. <laughs> no, and I, I, I totally get it. And I feel like you have the potential to, like, go in whichever direction you want to go. I think you just have to kind of see what's out there mm-hmm. and hone in and take a chance. Because yeah. I think you owe it to yourself to, like, take the chances that you know you want to take mm-hmm. versus, like, worrying about what everybody else yes. thinks. Because I was, like, so set on being in sports. I was so set on, like, doing this one thing. And then I'm like, okay, this doesn't interest me anymore. This right. is not this is not making me happy anymore. And I'm quick to be like, okay, I'm not happy. Like, I stay a little bit longer than I probably should. But I'm like, okay, it's but time to happy. And it's yeah. like a switch. Once yes. I'm off, I'm off. Yes. And I'm, like, already looking for the next thing. Yes. And there's tons of opportunity around the city. Like, yeah. and you kind of got to just... Go get it. Yes. Uh, it's like really hard to say that and just, I mean, it's easier said than done. Right. But find small businesses that could use your help. Be like, yeah. hey, I ran a business. Mm-hmm. Like, I will do this for you and, you know, we could do it together or right. something like that. You can kind of convince business owners. I mean, you've been one. Yeah. So I think that's valuable. I hope so. Because I like the idea of, like, I don't even know, I honestly don't know what sector it would fall under. I thought marketing until, like, this guy was trying to go, get me to go to Walmart to sell that's, Spectrum. Yeah, no, that's not. What, that's not what I want to do. That's sales. And, yes. Um, I. But I went through the worst of the worst sales cold too. Cold calling. Cold calling. I don't want to do recruiting sales because you're calling people with a purpose mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, just cold calling, yeah. just on a limb, like, hey, you know, do people you need, need jobs. Yeah, yeah, people need jobs, especially now more than ever. Yeah. And so if I can get some financial security there, and then. I just want to figure it out because right now I know it's not financially secure and it's not like I'm not mentally mm-hmm. happy and all the way in it and I'm it's so bad I'm not saying it's like a good trait of mine but I'm the type where once I lose interest it, once I start to dislike something my interest just kind of keeps going downhill and then I yeah. quit putting that effort toward it mm-hmm. you know like I can't really fake it and say mm-hmm. fake it so we make it but I'm just like so interested in finding something else like I like project management or like like I said I like details and I like aesthetic I know that sounds like every millennial ever but I just want to lean into that well okay I just thought of this because if you haven't been to Reed's place <laughs> she has this huge wall and it's awesome because it's like all of these magazine clippings and it looks so like retro and studio-ish and very cool but like one thing you could think about is I actually have this friend who um, I won't say her name here, but she actually worked with Carly for a little bit, okay. who literally pitches brands to partner with them. She's black. Right. She is medium-sized, so she's not, like, tiny, tiny. She's very tall and, yeah. like, looks like a normal-sized human. Yes. And she pitches brands and says, I will do X, Y, and Z for you in, mm-hmm. tra- in trade for blank, blank. And it seems as if, like, the photography and the photos and the branding could be your route like if you I like creating yeah if you think about pitching you as yourself influencer marketing is like such a growing place that like I don't know if you're into fashion if you're into sports if you're into clothes like food whatever thrifting in food in football (laughs) I mean honestly like I just, I see a lot of influencer marketing. Like, we hired, um, just to bring it back to, like, an actual professional Mm -hmm. concept, like, we hired influencers to help us with this running video that we did. And it was just to kind of, like, bring awareness to all the races that we were putting on. Right. Um, And we just talked about, like, 
them and what running means to them. And we did like a series of videos with really popular people with followings mm -hmm. on social media. And something that you reached out to them. For. We reached out to them and we were like, hey, you have kind of micro influencers yeah, yeah. essentially, but they have like a couple thousand followers. They're in the running community. Mm -hmm. Like, come do this video. We paid them a little stipend and they did that and they were able to share and that helped our brand. That's cool. Um, so that's very too. specific because they were able to get like kind of a brand deal and it was a very micro deal. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like uh, my friend who I was just referencing, she's pitched um, multiple clothing organiz you know, clothing stores mm -hmm. to trade clothes for content and content is huge. Right. And it seems like you're on the up and up with creating content for yourself and being, you know, at the forefront of that. You've got photographer friends. I mean, that's how influencers are born. Yeah, like, it's think just, about that. Um, yeah. Yes. But from a marketing perspective. From a marketing know. perspective. But here's my thing. And it's not a thing. It's a silly thing. Like, I'm not saying it's valid. But then there's that voice in the back of my head that's like, I don't, not that I don't want to be an influencer, but I think there's stigmas attached to that too. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm against whatever, but it's like, I don't even know what I'm influencing. Like, I've done like two boutique photo shoots and then I'm doing another, like a different one. You know what I'm saying? So there's that idea of hopping around or like finding your one. Not that I'm big enough to have that one yet. So yeah. I guess it is just kind of, I never thought about that. Putting myself out there as the. Well, and create yourself as brand. the, <laughs> and leverage you and your content and your following and your creativeness. Yeah. A lot of these big brands will pay for that, especially yeah. if you have a unique look. Like, right. especially if you are diverse and especially if you, have the energy to put in yes. the effort to create content on their behalf. I mean, I feel like that's a million dollar idea right there. You did. Hey, you just have done, can we cheers to that? You just have done something because because I'm gonna be very frank with you. My whole thing. I've never known. Like I have future soul. I have you know. People think I work out. Whatever. My, People think you work out. No, no. You do work out. <laughs> I do work out. Just like whatever you put on Instagram. But like it's so all over the place because mm -hmm. I don't want to be one dimensional. Like mm -hmm. fashion isn't my thing. Cooking is makes me money. You know, like there's yeah. just so many things that I like to delve into. Um, but I've always felt so genuine in my personal brands, like mm -hmm. as a person. Because I'm going to be very honest with you. With Feed Your Soul, people support me because they know me, one, and because of, like, my genuinity. Is that a word? I don't know. Generosity? <laughs> Whatever. It's going to be right now. Gen you being you. Me being me, right? Yes. And, like, that's what I'm so confident in is that. So that's why I've been applying to jobs that I'm underqualified for because if I get my foot in the door, I'm confident that if I'm if someone lets me be in front of them, yeah. I can sell myself. You know right. what I'm saying? It's I may not have the skills, but I'm a quick learner. I right. may not have the knowledge, but I can pick up on things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like wait. Don't rule anything out. That's what I'm saying. And yes. I can always put you in contact with some friends, but like I know from the brand perspective, like we and I'm not in fashion, and I'm not in food, and I'm in health. But right. a lot of times, like, it's hard to monetize influencers in healthcare because right. you don't want to be trivial about yeah. it. But at the same time, like, there are industries where they utilize you guys as micro-influencers. And if you keep just continuing to, to grow you, your brand, right. um, you can leverage that to companies and say, hey, I'll take free trade for a couple posts here and there and they will take it and a lot of times like 
I think that's how a lot of people get started I'm is sure. just doing a free trade situation. And my friend who I was just talking about, she just, um, I'll have to look, but she just created a pair of jeans, a jean line I with Express or something. I knew that is who something. you were talking about with yes. Guess or Express. I knew that's who you were talking about. I she followed crushes her. it. Yes. And she literally told me, she did my eyebrow microblading mm-hmm. and she, um, I saw her post and she was like, yeah, I just pitch brands and, you know, I do this all the, obviously full time and mm-hmm. I'm a mom full time, but right. like, I also know that like, I look the way I look and I appreciate thrifting and fashion yes. and she was like, and I go out and I get it and I reach out to brands and they basically send me clothes. I, I tell them that this is what you'll get and wow. they do, they do all of that and then you can build your portfolio and yes. then you can expand from there. Expand more to, yeah, I think that is dope. No, I knew exactly. She's a micro influencer yes. essentially. I like, her. If you've got five thousand, four to 5,000 followers, which I don't know where you're at, but. Not there yet. I just think that if you are consistent with your content and consistent with creating, like, a narrative for yourself, like, you can grow. And I want to grow. Like, I, this, in the least, like, narcissistic, egotistical way, I believe in me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what my career path is, but as a person, I'm like, I can do that. I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can... My thing is I'm all over the place. Like, I don't have a... I'm, like, doing photography. I'm, like, writing... Like, my Instagram is not very aesthetically pleasing. But it's, like, at some point, I thought about that. And I'm, like, but that is genuinely who I am. Because I'm not one thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be put in a box. It's, like... I I just enjoy creating Mm -hmm. in all parts of the spectrum. I just enjoy creating. And I enjoy talking to people mm-hmm. you know and like well if you're an influencer you don't talk to people that often, I know but. <laughs> even dms which is so bad because i've yeah. had when i was really consistently posting my workout videos like during quarantine mm-hmm. and all of that i had so many girls dm me just like their gratitude and just well i'm just like i followed i was like yes i love this yes and seeing how many people saved it and i would really have to like voice memo or if they had questions or whatever because mm-hmm. i would voice memo them because i have so much to say and this may be my own personal prerogative, but one of my pet peeves, or even girls, influencer or not, I get if you have a million followers, it's a little mm-hmm. different. But I'm like, you have 10 followers. Like, reply to your people. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, say thank you. Say, like, if they're messaging Like it say, back. Like Send it a heart. Back. Send <laughs> a heart. Do something. I'm yeah. just like, I don't know. Because I know that goes a long way. First, because I have girls that are like, you know, I've been following you for so long, but I'm just now saying this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that probably took a some lot. Courage, yeah. Some courage. Not, not that I'm anyone special, but I've said things to people like that. I agree. You know, like, so I you always can... get excited when they reply back. Yes, <laughs> right? Because it's just that interpersonal connection, mm-hmm. which I hope I never lose mm-hmm. with people. Because I think that's, that's what excites me. Not this like, oh, I'm just an Instagram person and I'm a robot and like, I can't talk to anyone. I'm too good to talk to any of you. It's like... I think you have to engage with the people that follow you up until a certain point. Until like, it's toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like up until it affects you and negatively. Yes. Like you... It is your job. It Absolutely. is part of your job for right. engagement. Like you want people to continue to follow and continue to like and continue to comment and right. continue to share. Mm-hmm. You have to engage. Mm-hmm. So as long as that doesn't bother you and as long as that's like a part of what you're interested in, like... I don't know. There's op- there were opportunities. There are so many opportunities now that there weren't back when I was in college. Right. Like when I was in college, we 
didn't ever, like, I took pictures, and the pictures that I posted were, like, I started on fucking MySpace. Like, yeah. MySpace was, like, the shit back Nostalgic. in. Yeah, and, like, Facebook was just becoming a thing when I was in college. So, right. like, we didn't really have as much opportunity as you guys do now. So, I always say, if it's something that you're into, like, take a chance on yourself. Yeah. And I know that if that's something you want to do, like, you could always grow that business on the side while you get a basic job. Yes. That brings you a consistent money. And that's what, you know, my friend does. But um, at that point, like, you kind of have to be real with yourself. And it takes some time. Like, seriously, I had a lot of breakdowns and a lot of, like, soul searching and uncertainty and just confusion all around. Because I'm like, this isn't what I, this isn't it. But I don't know what it is. Yes. Yeah. It's like, this isn't it. Yes. Ah, and it's so hard because for a second, it's it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there was a time where, like, even if it was, you know, short, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is cool. Well, yeah, you make decisions that fit you in the moment, and right. then they no longer serve you, like yes. we were saying, and then you adjust. Yeah. And I think that you can't be afraid to adjust. I think a lot of people are, like, so nervous that if they take this plunge they're not going to make it. And it's like, you'll always figure it out. And you have a family that supports you and you have people that support you. And no matter what venture you go into, like you have people. Right. Um, I'm, I'm dealing with this right now with, I don't know if he'll kill me for saying this, but Justin, (laughs) my boyfriend who is, Uh, Hey Justin. um, Hey bud. Um, he's quitting his full-time job and he's going out on his own and starting his own business. And I think same, like, realm of not really I mean he was in roofing and roofing sales and he's been there for five plus years Mm -hmm. and when we met um going off track but when we met there's no track to this yeah (laughs) there's no um early last year like back in February he was busting his ass and working I mean this was his fifth year and he was working as a roofing salesperson and he was always on the go, and he landscaped on the weekends. And so... he was always busy. So busy. Like, like, the busiest human. But, like, when I met him and I went on a date with him, he was the nicest human on the planet. And I was like, you are worth a second date. You are worth, like, a second look. He was not the type of person that I thought I would swipe right on, and I tell him that all the time. Um, he actually messaged me on Instagram based on my Bumble profile, because on Bumble, you know, you have to, like, match. match yes. Um, and I have to message, but I didn't message. Oof, I never messaged? And, yeah, it's so hard. It's like, oh. We'll get into that, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't message, so he found me on Instagram and shot me a DM, and it went into my caught messages, like yeah. my requests. Like requested, mm-hmm. And I didn't see it for months, and I, or I saw it, and I just didn't respond, because I was just not in a place. I was swiping, but I was not in a place to date. Oof. And say that again. <laughs> yeah, so by January, I found him on Hinge, and I didn't, like, put two and two together at mm. all. And I saw him, and I'm like, he looks so stinking cute and sweet. And, like, what if he's just, like, a nice guy? I was kind of ready to just put all the drama behind me. Yes. And I'm like, he just seems like a genuine, cool dude. Like, you see his pictures with his cousins, and he was talking about how he, like, d- to watch Disney movies and how he likes breakfast at any great, time of the like, day. Cheesy smile. Great smile. Yes. I was like, you know what? This could be what I need. And so I swiped and I met him and I just knew automatically he was different, but such a hard worker and like has been a hard worker since the moment I met him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of been a part where I'm like, I applaud your hard work and I 
want you to be successful and obviously we want that for each other but he was kind of like this isn't really it for me and I want to do something different and I'm like I am all for that yes. because if it will make you happier and if it will also, I keep preaching work-life balance because he also works seven days a week. And I'm like... You need that balance. We're humans. Yes. We're not meant to work. I work much. so hard to like have that balance and I'm finally in a place where I like I can work Monday through Friday and turn it off and have sat... I, I made it... I used to work the weekends. Mm. I used to work nights. I made it a point to my next position is going to be... And I will work hard. Don't get yes. me wrong. Like, I will do it if necessary. But, like, work-life balance is a priority for me, and that's why I chose the career that I'm in. So I keep preaching that to him, and he had a goal of um, buying a house this year, and he bought the house, which was so exciting. Um, and he also kind of realized, like, hey, I need to kind of do something that feeds my passion. And so although landscaping is not many people's passion, right. it is his. And so I'm like, he'll kind of say to me, like, Am I making the right choice? I'm like, yes. If it's what you feel if in your soul, you have to feel it. yeah. If that's what you need, which I believe it is, because mm-hmm. you talk about it a lot. Right. I'm like, give it a shot. You owe it to yourself yes. to take that jump, to take that leap. So I think it takes a lot of courage, and he's nervous about losing that consistent paycheck, and For he's sure. nervous about the change. But I'm like, you're not gonna fail. No. Like you work harder than anybody I know, and you believe in you, and you're an excellent advocate for yourself and you can crush it and I will help you on the marketing side I'm like trying to hype him up I'm like we got this like we got this I'm not gonna let you fail um (laughs) and he I think is grateful for the encouragement because I'm like you can get in your own head sometimes you know and you're like god I don't think I can do that Mm -hmm. I don't what if what if what if everything can go wrong but you will Mm -hmm. regret not trying and that that is it Yes. That is it right there. End of sentence. Yes. Because, see, he's done his thing for five years that he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And something's not clicking, right? Right. I mean, he was great at it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, he, he he's made good. a career out of it. But yes. he's like, my heart is not in it. Like, I'm so tired of having to kiss everybody else's yes. ass in the sales world. Kiss your own ass. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And he's like, and if I make the money that I make in sales, like, he's like, I know that I could do sales. Yeah. And... I'm working for someone else, so right. I will always get a shorter or a smaller cut of what I'm actually doing. Absolutely. He's like, imagine if I put all this effort into building my business yeah. and building my clientele. Like, people work with him because he is such a bright light. Like, he's such a people's person. Truly. And his clients love him. And I'm like, that is why they yes. buy into you. Do- they want to give you that work. And that is. And if you believe in yourself and you know your abilities and you know what you can bring to the table, hone that in, hone it in. And I mean, he's 34, so right. don't feel behind at all. No, right. <laughs> but it's We're like, it, it, it comes out. with time and it comes with confidence and it comes with trying a lot of things. And I think if I could preach that, um, you know, nothing is ever, <laughs> nothing is ever um, linear. Guaranteed, guaranteed, linear, like you can't predict but right. you you ha- you owe it to yourself to try to try because i would rather like one of my biggest fears is being 80 years old on my deathbed and being like oh i wish i would have mm-hmm. like no 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 i'm here right now and i'm not guaranteed tomorrow so let me try you know what i'm saying like if you've already done something to me it sounds kind of bad I, I don't have a flighty personality but kind of spontaneous in a way but it's like let me try it 
okay, do I like it, do I not, whatever, check, and then, yeah. you know. That's the only way I would have figured out how to go in this direction. Yes, like, it's growing. And yes. here's the thing, too, because it's something so different than what you've always wanted or what people have always expected from you, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's still not growing. doesn't mean you're right. regressing. It just means that you are changing and you're, like you said, you owe it to yourself more than anyone. Yeah, because no one cares other than you. No. Like, and if they do, and if they're, like, you could have been a shitty girlfriend and told Justin, no, I think you need to do this because it's secure and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. it's like, no, soul search. Find yeah, you. Figure find, yeah, figure figure it out because you're not going to let yourself fail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have that ethic and you have that drive and you find a passion, do it. Do it. Like, I know. Instead of for someone else. Well, even for someone else. I don't know. It's just... Do it for you. Do it for you. And it's not linear. And hopefully you have good people in your corner. Like, I know you do. I do. Like, they're all encouraging. Mm -hmm. Because I change my mind every... I don't know what I want to do. I'm so... What's hmm? your sign? What's my sign? Sagittarius. I'm a fire sign, baby. Do you have a rising and a... Do you know you're rising and moon? Uh, Okay, so I know because of... Wait, 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 wait. I talked... (laughs) So I'm so extra about this. Shit. One of them is a Taurus. I think my moon, because I'm emotional. Does that sound correct? Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know my sun. So your sun is Sag, and you're rising. Oh, so, it's Taurus then. So your rising is what people perceive of you, and your sun is what you are based mm-hmm. on your birthday, okay. and then your um, moon is who you are when you're deeply comfortable. <laughs> I'm emotional as shit when I'm well, comfortable. I, any, any one of the signs can be emotional. Okay. But, like, my, I joke because, like, my, not a lot of people have the same rising and the same sun. Okay. Which, it's, like, what people perceive and what you actually are in most most situations. Right. Um, I'm a Gemini Gemini. <gasps> which is, like, pretty nice. tough. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, people, what people see is what they get, yeah. essentially. And I'm very, like, outgoing and very... I can see that. Very... Forward. Forward in that sense, but... My moon is, and Gemini's are also like known to be like flipper floppers. Like yeah. nothing is consistent. I'm always internally conflicted. I'm always like really motivated and really chatty, but also kind of like petty and diva-ish yes. and like just that. Nah, you can't <laughs> figure it out. And I can't figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> my moon is Cancer, which is like the most sad, emo, <laughs> like emotional, empathetic, like sign of them all. So I don't know. I feel like. It's just funny to, like, hear about people's, like, patterns and how complex right. they are. And, like, I want to know just because... You want to know who I am? Yeah. I like <laughs> I like to put people in, like, a little tiny box. Or I like to at least, like, from what I know about the signs, and I know people are like, this is woo-woo shit. <laughs> I know. But... And I, I don't live and die by this shit, but I take it as a grain of salt. And, yeah. But um, it's perspe- Like, it gives you a little perspective. Yeah, it gives you right. a little insight to, like, this person and how they operate and how... If they, if you come across them in a certain way, like, oh, that just kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't know, it kind of makes sense to me. Yes, it makes sense. I feel like um, it's like the puzzle piece. Yeah, and you're kind of like, okay, I can better understand you. Or yes. if I know, I'm kind of like, all right, I might be patient on this right. thing on this that thing. you do that is annoying as fuck. <laughs> Not yeah. in particular, but you know what I mean. But I forget um, my rising, but I know I'm a Taurus. Sagittarius is in Gemini get along really well. My Justin's best friend a is a yeah. is he? Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. I love that. And we get along. Megan very excited. Gemini. Mm-hmm. So. It's like um, a lot of just, ex- and Joel's a Sag. Okay. Yes, um, I did know that. It's just a lot of like fun ideas, really fun energy, like liking to do a lot of things yes. and being outgoing and stuff like that. Definitely so. energy. <laughs> yeah. Definitely energy. I'm like, I don't know, I would say spontaneity, but that might just be 
sad. Just like looking for, yes. yeah, looking for fun. Like looking for the next, I mean, Gemini's are always looking for the next best thing. Yeah. And I am no, Oof. yeah, I am no um, expert on this, but from what I've read and from what I've learned, the app CoStar really like gives me some insight. But okay. for those who are into it and care to research I need to get into it. You're all of your signs. But it really gives you like insight to where you get a notification every day and it like gives you kind of this tidbit where kind of hooks you and you're like okay I want to read more about my day and it gives you like an update for your day in every single house that you have based on the day and what your signs are and your planets and all that shit so I was like I'm always like hmm that's really interesting (laughs) I'm like hmm interesting yeah it's just the hmm (laughs) yeah I um I look and it's so funny it's pathetic but I'm going to admit it (laughs) I look at (laughs) I look at um compatibility stuff. Dude, me too, all if, the time. If I, well, like, I haven't had, like, a new fling in a long time, but if I do, and I'm like, oh, wait, like, I kind of like you, and I don't like guys that often, so, like, what are you? Yeah, what are you? What's your story? Like, what are you deep down inside? Guys know you on the surface. <laughs> and I'll look at her compatibility, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense, or this and that. So that's where I kind of get my, like, idea of what guess people are in a sense but. I sent Justin our compatibility like a couple weeks in and I was like look how great this is <laughs> like it was just all positive and I was like oh my god we We're might actually have it. a chance we actually have a chance like <laughs> yeah. when I get a sign that's like I kind of know my signs now of who I get along with but with friends I think it's a little different because right. I'm not having sex with you but yeah, yeah I'm also like different. yeah but I'm like okay like I just kind of know what to watch out for yes. I'm not like it's a deal breaker, but yeah, for yeah. sex and for emotions and all the like intricacies of yeah, yeah of like, a relationship, you're just kind of like I want to be compatible, yes. and not that I would run away from a sign that wasn't compatible, but I found that like if I date a Gemini, like it's not gonna work, right? It's, it's not gonna, not gonna work. work. Like you could be my best friend yes. and we could be on the same page, but like we're gonna be so up and down. Like my friend recently um, was dating a Gemini and just like didn't out because mm. they both kind of realize like we're almost too same like yeah. too same same but too like up and down and too conflicted right. all the time to be to be compatible on the same page but <sighs> compatibility is a lot it is a lot and you gotta like the same things or not the same things but you gotta like doing the same things Do, it's like how you spend your time is important do you and Justin like the same music yeah he's more like old school though old okay. school R&B he's 34 I'm 28 um and so he's always been like oh I'm from he has the, the strongest accent you know oh I'm from the country and I'm like okay and he loves like the old school R&B so for Christmas I got him a record player with uh, like an old school R&B mix um record which he really liked so um yeah and he likes what I like I think and and if I put something like he's like okay like he has no idea idea who the artists are he's just like okay okay cool he likes the vibe that I set for the group like I'm like okay which is important because I think music vibes speak more than anything because because he'll be like who is this and i'll be like you won't know and he's like okay but i like it but you like it yeah. right because i don't know I, I like most music things but there's just something about like that music appreciation at least or compatibility yeah like okay like this can go somewhere you know because if we don't it's just I don't know. I, music is such, for me, it's like an intimate thing because, like, I love some sad shit. Yeah. You're like, are you sad? I'm like, no, I just love emotional music. Oh my gosh. Yeah, is that why page. I'm a Taurus moon? Because I'm a, emo- I don't know. Anyways, mm-hmm. I love R&B, but I'm not sad. Right. Literally, when I left at home, my it's mom was mine. like, 
oh my god, are you okay? Like, who hurt you? I'm like, <laughs> no one. What do you mean? I'm smiling. I love this song. I love it. I You're love just it. Like, yeah, I'm just like, I When you know. get in your zone and you just, like, have such a good beat, like, yeah. uh, and you're feeling like, I don't know. It's just a vibe. It really is. I'm I'm always, like, chasing a vibe or chasing, like, I always want to, like, set up an environment. Even in being in your place, too, it's like, it feels like you. It feels like a vibe. I um, did it intentionally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what, I, that's what I search for. And it's not necessarily in my place aesthetic, but, like, just in my life. Like, I yes. want to set up set myself up for an optimal environment. Like, mm-hmm. even the other day, I'm, like, kind of kicking myself because Justin, if he listens to this, will laugh. But he was like, hey, I'm going to have some people over for the Super Bowl. And he just bought a house, and we're kind of getting – I say we. He's getting settled in, and he's not really had anybody over because of COVID. Right. And he wants to have the boys over. And he's had the boys over a couple times, but I'm kind of like, ooh, this is, like, my opportunity to help host yes. a host. thing. And I wanted to do this thing because I'm like – None of my friends texted me, and not, no one was really doing anything. Right. Um, and I say that in quotes because it's like everyone's keeping their group small. It's like not the usual right. time. I'm used to bringing one thing and my pack of Trulies and just like getting the benefits of like having a full spread. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm wanting, but I, I don't have it because like I'm about to hang out with six dudes <laughs> and they don't have any concept of like bringing anything or a potluck so I was like you know what? themselves in the case of beer yeah and they're just kind of like we'll figure it out and I'm the only girl there and I'm like Fuck. like I want to hang out with you know and I wanted to like invite my friends over too and they couldn't make it but so it ended up just being me and like a couple guys and I was like I'm used to like someone else doing this yeah. but like because I'm the only girl like it's kind of all on me and I want to create a space that I want to be in yes like I want a Super Bowl party I want like apps and homemade and I mm-hmm. want this and so I was like I'll volunteer to go to the store and I'll do all of this and then I did it and then I was like that wasn't all it was cracked up to be like I'm pretty low maintenance too like I could have just ordered something just as easily as right. I made all of this stuff and went through all this effort and like created this space in this environment and I had a great time and right. I had fun but at the end of it I just felt like what did I do all of that for? Interesting. And I, I'm not like, I don't know, it was a learning experience because right. I honestly didn't know what to expect, but I thought in that moment, I'm like, well, the Super Bowl's tonight. Mm-hmm. You're having people over. I want to do something that feels very Super Bowl-y. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go do these things, but that's not natural for me. Like, right. I went to the grocery store and I, it was so packed on Sunday and I pulled all the shit together and I made like, Rotel dip. I made. I got these wings from Harris Studio that were like already kind of pre-seasoned, and then I got um, stuff for like ham and cheese sliders. Mm. Um, and I was like, you know what? Like this is gonna be a pretty good mix. Like, right. I, and I got them beer. Like, I really went all out. Like wifey host yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, going hard. In the I store. spent like a hundred bucks, and I was like, hey. And, and I thought to myself, I'm like, they better appreciate yes. this because I just really went through all of that for like what no one asked me to do this right. no one so that's what I was gonna ask do you think it's because like you said you're used to showing up with your pack of trees yes. and it being done which is exciting because it's like you're coming into the environment versus you setting up the environment I didn't like it yeah so you're like wait I want to be excited like I want to walk in and it's there and not like me do it and then I'm like Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was so anticlimactic. I was like, like I don't like this at all. And that was my mouth, by the yeah. way, for people. <laughs> I was just so 
unenthused, and I kind of made it known. I was like, did you appreciate it? Did you guys like it? Did they say like, thank you? They did, and one of them gave me money, and I was like, mm -hmm. thank you. But, right. I mean, Justin just, like, he didn't ask me to do that, and I didn't set expectations that I wanted him to kind of split it with me right. or really go in on that. Like, it wasn't a group effort, but I wanted it to be. Yes. And I was like, I wanted to host with you, not just for you. Right. Um, and so I learned a lesson right there. I was like, eh, I want to create a vibe, but not that bad. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I'm like, Whoa, wait, I guess. to be on a t-shirt. I want to create a vibe, but not that bad. Yeah, like I want someone Holy else to shit. do it with me because it was so not fun. Like I had to go to the store yeah. and then I had to come to my place to like, because I had all the pots and pans. I had all the ingredients. I, I didn't make it at his place. We don't live together. So like. Live? How far? 12 minutes away, like really oh, not far. Charlotte. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, but I had all the pans and I had all the stuff right. and the stuff that I needed that I didn't buy at the store. So I was just kind of like, I'm just going to go home. But then when I went home to prep it, like had I, they all came over early. Mm -hmm. So they were there. I could have been there prepping. Right. But I was at home prepping by myself. Then I had to load it up in my car oh, and different. bring all of this pre-made stuff. And I was just like, what am I doing? doing yeah, like this like, fucking sucks like because you're not even in the it's different if you can like cook and like be in the environment yeah, like hanging party, out with the guys yeah. like okay cool, Drinking cool, a cool. Beer, yeah. yeah i was just pissed at myself oh. i was like i just planned all this stupid shit for no reason and he was like we would have been fine with just ordering in and i'm like poor guy he was like how many thank yous do you need and like I, and poor guy, he was, like, trying to say thank you. And he was like, boo killed it, right. boo crushed yeah. it. Like, thank you so much. Because I did like, text him. Yes. But it was like, man, I was mad at myself. I, yourself, I was right. like, what the fuck yes. did I just like, do There's this nothing for? you could do. It was just now like, oh, now I know. Like, I'm not going to do that again. Because you guys don't care. Right. Like, yes, I'm the only one that cares. And if it were, if I had my girls over, yes. I would have done that in a heartbeat. Right. But for a bunch of dudes who really could, couldn't care less, I'm like, fuck that And shit. that's the whole thing. Because I essentially, because if I'm like... And I may be reading into this. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> but if I was on, like, the same page with you, as you, I would have done it because... Don't do that. I'm going to stop this off. If you haven't noticed by now, all my podcasts I do, we're drinking red wine. <laughs> Except for the ones by myself in the morning. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not drinking at 9 a.m. Um, but you kind of did it with the... Not the expectation, but it's like, oh, like, I'm going to excite them. Like, they're, they don't want anything. They're indifferent, so I'm going to give them what they think they don't want. Yeah. And I'm right in there. I'm going to give so them. Stupid. And they're going to give me all the praise. And then you get there, and they're like, oh, cool. Make food? Thanks. Like, we're not getting pizza? Okay. You know what I mean? They didn't even think twice about it. And the poor guy who gave me money, he was like, I really appreciate your effort. And I'm oh. like, thank you so much. Because, like, honestly, is this how my mom felt every time she created a vibe for me? Like... <laughs> Oh my god, I was really, really, I it, I was beside myself. Yes. I was like, what in the world? I've been living in a fantasy. Like, this yeah. is really the first time I've ever really had to really do it myself. Yes, and do it by to, myself. Right. And I'm just not, I'm not a caregiver. I'm not a, a huge host. I like to show up. Like, I don't. What's your love language is? I like to show up. <laughs> well, just kidding. Is, I like it to be ready, and then I'm on the way. Yeah, and then I'm on the way. Um, I think mine is time. So, mm -hmm. like, really, whatever we're doing, it's like as long as we're together, that is important. Um, right. I just called my dad the other day because my mom was cleaning out the office, and she found this book that I wrote back and forth to my dad. I was probably in third grade, mm -hmm. third or fourth grade. Like, I don't know how that would have made me, but. Um, she was like, I found this book that you wrote to your dad. And my dad and I are very close. 
and it was just like really sweet but a lot of the answers was like when do you feel the most special when you're with your dad and it was like when we spend time together how do you how do you know you like your dad loves you when he spends time with me mm-hmm. like I kind of noticed the theme of like that time and that effort and that like um initiative to like spend that time with me right. if it's one-on-one like yes. I value that like crazy and they always thought I was into gifts like I'm very particular so it's very hard to get me a gift that I'm gonna like I don't want you to waste your money so I'm very particular I'm thinking about you in this moment so I don't want you to just give me a random thing but I think gift the gift is time to me um after much further reflection but I'm also realizing too with Justin he is um I think just like new to relationships like not used to like dealing with someone else he's always just been in his own world and I'm like I need to hear that you care about me. I need to feel that you want to be with me by making the time to hang out with me. And I mean, the other day, I'm babysitting my mom's dog, and he took the dog out, and I'm like, thank you. Like, I just didn't have to do that. Thank you so much. Like, it's just stuff like that where I feel like all of them could be my love love language. Right. Time definitely takes the top spot. What about you? I like that. Um, Ooh, top spot. That's hard. I want to say quality of time, but I don't want to copy you. I'm there, very, no, that's like a very popular one. So. Which I never thought, honestly. It's because I like spending so much time alone. But um, I really value, like, these kind of settings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With Honestly, with one other person is probably my favorite. I like to be, not so much anymore, but be in, like, a group setting where you're drinking, having fun because of my social side. But because of, like, my intimate side, I like being a one-on-one type yeah. thing. That fuels me more because I feel like it's not just small talk and I can get you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. we can get more accomplished than just 10 of us bouncing around a room which is also fun in its own way um also acts of service yeah I feel like because that's how I that's how I give a lot of my love it's like doing things doing things I'm really bad at words of affirmation (laughs) you're bad at them yeah I don't like them that much um, like I don't thrive off of them mm-hmm. and so I don't really give them like I'm bad at consoling people because I'm just I don't you know shoot the shit I'm just like okay this is what yeah. is that blah 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 like and I can be sensitive but if you're coming to me crying about blah 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 and it's very clear what you need to do get out of that situation you know what I'm saying that kind of thing yeah. so but probably acts of service I like cooking for people like everyone that comes over <laughs> I literally ran I was late here because I ran a food line and I was like I need wine and like I need some kind of munchies because like mm-hmm. I I want people to feel welcome mm-hmm. and appreciated and that's how I do it mm-hmm. and unfortunately I think that's how I receive love but it doesn't happen very often like I don't care about gifts like the monetary doesn't bother me you can go pick me flowers or like buy me a lighter or like a two dollar candle and yeah. that the thought means a lot to me yeah. behind it's the it. thought it's the thought so that's what i like to do for people acts of service it's funny because like your giving is not always your receiving hmm. you know what i mean right, like, right, right. Um, and i could be wrong this is straight up just like no i i totally get it but like i think um i don't know like i kind of get anxious when Justin's like I'm too busy for you like yeah. I'm too busy to give you the night of dinner and yeah. I'm like I'm like I just need one date night a week please like that's and it. that's it like right. I, and I would love more but I understand that like things are busy and yeah. like you got shit to do and like 
I just want one night of intentional time right. together. It's intentional, intentional time. time. Um, and when I give that to people too, I'm like, are you happy about this? Yes. Like, I don't know, you kind of have to gauge like, because I have a busy schedule. And so it, it is always just interesting to see what people receive and what they feel willing to give because Justin's a doer right. like very much so and I'm like I don't really care about I mean I do but I even joked with him I'm like if I cook like you do the dishes right. or like we got to have some balance here and he was down with that so but he's always like I'll fix that for you I'll do that for you right. I'll do this thing and I'm like I can do it myself yeah. so it's just kind of like trying to find that balance of you know what's important and yes to the other person because I think that's exactly. important too I haven't been in or many if any relationships in my life but even with friendships or whatever it is it's just like knowing the other person's love language right. and loving them in that you know what I mean like and it's hard because some you just want to give what you want to receive yes oh okay yes. so one of my exes um <laughs> he, he he always gave me words of affirmation like I'm proud of you you're pretty you're so I'm just like like I don't, you don't care about I don't, that. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't need it. Like, not that I already think highly of myself, but it's like I'm pretty solid in secure, yeah. secure in who I am. I don't need all of this. External validation. I, yes, exactly. And yeah, I would do all of these things for him, like buy tickets to a Panthers game or like cook for him or buy him incense or buy him a plant, you know, just whatever. Yeah. But I think that's because how I, I was reflecting how I wanted to be loved and showed, you know, like your words there's something but I'm an action oriented person mm -hmm. because I've had a lot of people we'll say dudes we'll be specific tell me all these bullshit like words well, you can't believe it you can't believe it I'm just yeah. like well I'm not gonna actions are louder than words. are louder as cliche as it is it's like yeah that's what speaks volumes yeah you can say this but if you're not doing it you lost me I'm I interested found this song oh my god I gotta send it to you okay. um Called Love Me Right. Okay. Love Me Right. I didn't know. Yeah, Love Me Right. And it's such a vibe. And I, I heard it the other day and I was like, damn, this is so true. It's kind of like you tell me all the time that I'm the light of your life. Right. But like, I give you the keys and you don't fucking use them. Yeah. Like, you, it, it was just like the lyrics when I looked them up. I'm like, what the fuck? This is so my life. Like, sometimes it's just like you, you give people. It's like, how do you know when to be explicit with them in terms of what you need? But you also have to know what you need, and sometimes that's hard, too. That's hard, too. Because sometimes I'm like, need and it's not. I'm in my own head all the time, and I'm always conflicted, and I'm like, what do I actually want? Like, that's what fucking drove me mm -hmm. to therapy the first time, where I'm like, what is, what am I looking for? What's right. the outcome that I want? Because sometimes I find myself getting diluted in, in what I'm saying or what I need, because it's like, I personally haven't even thought about it. I haven't reflected on it. I don't know what to say to you but I know I want something different than what you're giving me yes so it's like I get very lost and just like what do you want and right. I'm like I don't, I don't know. know like I don't know I have right. to fucking I have to I have to go through the process of like figuring that out on my own right. but like in the meantime am I just going to be unhappy until I figure it out like there has to be some open communication yes. there has to be all of this stuff so um I struggle with that because I'm like, God, I'm always conflicted as to what I want, but I know I want different Or what you need. Because sometimes what you want isn't necessarily what you actually need. Right. I'm dealing with that now, too. Like, I manage someone, and I find myself, like, wanting... I, in a lot of my relationships, I'm like, you should know how I feel. Right. You should know. You should... You should be able to pick it up. Oh! Yeah, you should pick it up. And it's not 
Simple, like no. that. It's like, they can't read my mind. No. I don't know. They don't know what I expect. They don't know what I need. They don't know what I want. Yes. So I have to get more clear, and I think that's where therapy comes in, because it's like, I need clarity because my head is in a fucking twisty turning. All the time. All the time. And I'm like, I can't even get clarity on what it is that I want. One minute I want this, one minute I want that. And there's no clear path to help people deal with you. Help people help me. Yeah, help you know? me help you. Yes. Like, um, so I don't know. It's just been an interesting experience because this is my first time managing someone. This is my first real relationship. Yeah. Like I'm having to learn quickly like what it is that I need and how to communicate that because I mean before I would settle for relationships that like really sucked because I didn't have the balls to like say yeah. hey this isn't really working for me or this I wanted it I want it to be I wanted them even a little bit so I was too afraid to like say something that would get them to leave so I'd be like suffering essentially and not silently suffering. yeah silently suffering and in fear of losing them when in reality like I don't want someone who's not gonna like be what I want like I, does that make sense nope. like uh, I settled so I for question, so yes. many people that just like I was too afraid to say what I needed and yes. I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh it's like I, then I was too afraid to say it yes now like I I, I I'm not afraid to say it but I need to figure out what I want to say yes does that make sense because uh, so you're at the point where you are willing to be vocal about it you're just not quite sure how to what because, the words are what the words ought to be okay oh my gosh I love this conversation because no 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 I dead ass you're like in the stage that is like right after me you know what I'm saying right. like because I've been in relationships um whether we were dating or it was platonic or whatever maybe not platonic but <laughs> <laughs> but to where like you I said did. it's you're afraid of losing them because they hold some kind of value they give they make you feel some kind of importance or there's mm -hmm. some attachment there for me personally I was never there have been few guys in my life that I've ever been fully able to like completely be myself and that was a lack of communication on my end of not that I was faking any part of mm. me but it's like what I actually I don't know it's like I was saving face a little bit you know what I mean because it's like you are completely able to give I'm preserving myself I wasn't mm. faking who I am but I was just you weren't seeing the whole me and that's what I knew I was like I'm not I'm not communicating on anything of what I want, period. You know what I'm saying? You're just what going I, on I'm just what they want yes. or what you think that they want to hear. Yes. Or... And I was just going through the motions. And it was when I was younger. It hasn't been super recently, but I'm just like, that is no way to live. Because yeah. one, I, I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like now, me who I am now versus me three, four years ago. Right. But I look back on who she was and I'm like, that's wild that I was so afraid to speak up. And even now, sometimes it's hard to, it seems so easy. We're having this conversation. I'm like, yeah, I can speak up to whoever. And then that person is sitting on your couch and you're like, mm. you know, like there's always that reservation there. I just remember there was this guy before I started dating Justin. It was maybe last year, maybe two years ago. Um, we had met um, randomly and he was much older than me, but I was like, very interested and I was like holy shit like that 
I don't know. We just our vibes just connected, yes. and we started hooking up. And I liked his. I like the idea of him. I like the older, mm. older, happier shit together. Yeah. Like really smart, really intuitive, really like just genuine, fun, easygoing. Um, but we never went on dates, and we just hooked up. Mm. And I would go over to his place anytime he wanted me to. And I was. And he had money to take you out if you wanted. Yeah, to. and I was just kind of like smitten because I. With guys my age, I was just not really getting that intellectual yes. stimulation. Stimulation. I was just like, I love our conversations. I feel like we have great sex. Like, what is what can I do to take this to the next level? Like, yes. I don't want to just be in your apartment every day, all day. Right. And um, but I would be available. I was almost too available. Yeah. And like when I'd go over there, like I'd go. We'd have a great time. We'd smoke, hang out, have sex, and I would Repeat. leave. And yeah, and I would leave, and we'd have great conversation. And I would leave and I'd be feeling kind of shitty because I'm like, dang, like this is someone I could see myself with, but I'm not communicating any of that. I'm just mm, like, and he it. even said, I don't want anything serious. So I was settling for what he wanted just to have him. And ultimately, like it was breaking me down every single time I went over. And I'm like, this is really fucking me up. And like, I had to take a step back and I'm like, this is not fair to me. I'm not being real with myself in terms of what I want right. and what I'm looking for. Like, I want a relationship. Like, this is great, but ultimately, like, I'm progressing in my life. Yes. I'm progressing in this world. Like, I don't want to just be a hookup right. random text away. Like, I want someone who's going to build with me, someone who wants to talk to me and take me out to dinner and, right. like, do all of these things. And, it's like having standards and sticking to them, but, like, I was just putting all of my standards to the side just to, like, hang out with him. And I'm like... Oh, I just, I've been there. Yes, and it's just, like, I put all of them to the side, and I'm kind of mad at myself because at the time, I felt like I couldn't get the words out when we were together. Like, he was next to me, and yes. we were... I didn't want to ruin anything. Yes. I didn't want to ruin the vibe. I'm like... You didn't want to throw it off? No, you I didn't want to You're suffering. Yes, oh. I'm suffering, and I'm like, I feel like shit, and I left, and I felt like... And I would get mad when I was alone, and I'd be like, what the fuck am I doing? Yes. And then he'd text me again, and I'd be like, oh, okay, on that's what way. I really want. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the way. And it just, like, was a perpetual cycle. And then I had another hookup buddy. Same thing. Like, just not... I was always, like, the casual person who never really set set any boundaries or really had any standards. And I regret that because I'm, like, ultimately I wanted a connection. Yes. And I was taking what they were willing to give me, which was, like, a tiny, tiny piece of, like, themselves, which yes. was basically sex and whatever they felt like it. Right. And I was just accepting that as enough, when in reality I would go home and it is not enough. It's not enough. And that's when oh, I... Oh, like, you're pulling on so many heartstrings That's what I'm right saying. Now. And when I literally went, and I say, when Justin messaged me the first time, I was in that stage. I was just in the stage of just, like, accepting a ton less. And I took a, an oath to myself in 20... The, the year before um, we met, I was like, I'm not going to hook up with anybody who doesn't want to date me. Or I'm not going to hook up with anybody during the week. Yes. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is pretty vulnerable. I don't want to do Friday off limits. Off limits because I felt like it was taking away from my mental energy. Yes, that, like, which is fair. Because when I go out on the weekends and like we end up with 
I end up with whoever and in that moment like that is what I want to do in that moment but like I would go over to his place or their place like in the middle of the week when I have to get up in the morning you have and shit I have to do. I have shit to do and you're Ugh. taking up part of my ansel energy and I'm like and you're not even worth it you don't even like me you're not to date me Fuck all the way off and then I'm thinking about you the next day when you're wasting that energy yes. also it's such a waste it was such a like transformative part for me because I was like I have got to get out of this. And so I made a pact to myself. I'm not going to hook up with anybody during the week. And unless you wanted to date me, unless you were taking me out on dates actively. And then I started to date people. Um, And then I started to go out on dates and really not accept anything less than dates. And like just people being nice to me. And yes, being reciprocated in my efforts. Um, And when I dated a couple people and I put some effort into it, I, you know, you realize what you do and don't want. And January right before I met Justin I was kind of like you know what like I'm gonna just give I'm, I'm trying to give people that I wouldn't normally give a chance to yeah. a chance because I'm like what's been working for me previously or what's been not working yes I have to abandon like right. it was a lesson learned so God. my thought was when we met up for the first time he just kept saying I'm coming for your heart and I'm like you're so fucking cheesy and he just kept saying I'm coming for your heart like I know that you are someone I want to pursue and I'm like huh like I'm just shook because every single person I've dated has just been so like inconsistent and never clear and always confusing and it's like you don't you're not um, when someone likes you, you're not confused. Yeah. Like it's it's reciprocated. Yeah, like oh you you feel that energy, and so I was just kind of like, okay, well, I like this, and I like that you're being open. And he not had a girlfriend in a while, and right. I think that we just kind of came to that point where I'm like, okay, this could be different. Like yeah. this could be fun. This I'm could be give great. This a chance, yeah, give this a chance because he's like actually showing me that he yes. wants to be with me. So. He's awesome. I know. Well, that's like a long story, but like I I feel like I went through the whole fuck girl stage. I went through the whole accepting less than I deserve stage. And like when I got out of that, that's when I went to Justin. And Oh, I'm sorry. I I got to Justin and I found someone really great. And I'm also like, you know, we've got our things that we need to work through and the communication aspect and all of that. But it's like, I don't know. You realize like when you, it's like what you think you want. It doesn't serve you anymore. As jobs, same yeah. thing. Like, yeah. you go back to that. Like, you kind of realize, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yes. I, and you don't know until you know. Right? You don't you know until try. you know. It has to, like, click in your yes. head where it's like, you are hurting yourself. Right. Like, you are doing something that, like, Oof. isn't benefiting you. Self-inflicted. Yeah, oh and it's gosh. the worst. I'm sure you have experiences like that, Oh, too, I but, do. And yeah. I just want to end on this one question. Do you think... It is because when you're in that moment with them, obviously you're available to that moment. I can say we because been there, done that. But it's like, is it because you have such this like boss bitch, strong girl aura that is confident and in the moment it seems like your, not morals are aligned, but your um, outlook on your said relationship is aligned. And that's why they kind of just like take it for what it is too. Because I feel like I just give that off like yeah I don't you know I don't care like I'm playing it cool whatever meanwhile I'm just like ah. well so I'll, I'll say this I think the cool girl is dead yeah. because I tried to be the cool girl f- for so long and right. I never got what I wanted mm, I can't wait till my cool girl is dead yes because <laughs> I yes I had to figure that out right along the way um, because I wanted to be the cool girl I wanted to be down for whatever I wanted to just fit into everybody else's 
idea of mm-hmm. what they needed. Um, and when I started realizing, like, I'm not really voicing anything that I actually want and not really coming to terms with that, um, I started to switch my perspective. And I'm like, okay, is this what I want? Does this make me happy? Um, and asking myself every single time and really sticking to it and, like, learning to look within versus looking outwards and trying to just please everybody. But I think the pandemic really <laughs> really flipped shit on its head because I'm like, you're the only one looking out for you. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you have to really – no one's – and as I discuss my promotions, as I discuss my career – opportunities i'm like no one's gonna advocate for you but you and the way you do for you and the way you do and i was proud of myself for how i spoke to my boss i was like listen i'm so grateful for the opportunities that i've been given i want my duties to reflect with my salary and i felt really confident saying that because he's provided a safe space i want my relationships to also feel like i can communicate in a safe space to where like hey that really bothered me can you try not to do that again Mm -hmm. and him say I'm sorry, that was not my intention. And he's got a little ways to go, and I think I got a little ways to go, but I think just coming to terms with recognizing your own feelings and knowing your own worth. And one thing that's helped me is reading books. Mm-hmm. I Instagram, I know it's a fucking hellhole sometimes, yeah. but like even just seeing constant reoccurring positive messages each day about how you know your worth, know what you deserve know how to ask for what you want like reading books to where you can get where you want in life by just reading this book and and gaining some confidence like that's really what helped me like I might not be in the best shape of my life I might not look the way I want to look ultimately but like I know that I'm putting in the work in my myself and my internal being to be able to ask for it even though not everything is perfect Um, and you can't do that unless you're introspective. Like you, yes, you, you, you could blindly do it, but like you can't genuinely put yourself out there as a good human if you don't know who you but are. But dude, it takes time, and you're oh, yeah. seriously like on the right path. Like you are trying to figure it out, but like that confidence that you have, that energy that you're channeling, is not going to go away, and it's only only going to get better. And the fact that like I'm so lucky to have a little sister who kind of looked to me, and she was. I I always tell her, I'm like, you're so fucking lucky you got to watch me go through it because (laughs) I went through all the shit so you could kind of watch and learn what not to do and what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, that to me is really special and important. So learn from people who have gone through it before. Um, I learned a lot in this conversation. Yeah, and I hope that helps. Like, You're giving me so many just like, I don't know, I'm just grateful for this conversation yeah and I want to help because I feel like I had people help me along the way and I wish I had an older sister to do that for me so I always try to I try to give back to my sisters because I'm like gosh like had I had this I would have been probably I wouldn't have made all the stupid decisions I made but I had Levan who's kind of like an older brother to me and um you know I tried to find mentors and I implored a lot like what did you do when this happened or how did you go about this or how did you handle this? And my boss previously who left, she became like a full-time mom. And I always looked at her. I'm like, how did you ask for more money? How did you, how did you kind of prove yourself in those situations? And just finding people who you admire, who can like kind of give you some feedback is really helpful. Yeah. Now here you are to tell your story and you've done, I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast and like take notes because you've just like hit so many points that I haven't even said, but I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. yes. 
going through that, been there. You know what I'm saying? Just and like, you know you can always reach it. out. No, yeah, no, like, no, you know no, you no, can no. always, like, connect. But I hope whoever is is, is listening um, can I hope learn. you're all listening. Yeah, and I hope that you can learn from this. Like, I listen to so many podcasts. Yes. I read so many books because I'm, like, constantly learning from people's experience. Yeah. And I think that there's tons mm-hmm. to be learned from one's experience, even though yours might not be the exact same. Like, perspective. I went through so much shit, and I hope that... What I learned, I can share with you. Yes. So you don't have to go through that yes. drama. Oh, amen. I think the title of this podcast is going to be Perspective. Because that's just like... It's so true, though. Yeah, everything. Okay. Love. Well, thank you. I oh, cheers. Know. Even though my glass is empty. That's okay. Cheers. Well, Love here's you. Elena Kachana. I hope you all enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Because, dang. We I'm got like, through some stuff. We got through some shit. Like, Sorry I was a little all over the place. No, but. that's how it should be. Like, that's a real conversation. I'm cheesing right now. My cheeks hurt. Okay. Peace and blessings. Bye. Bye.